0: Hey unicorns hey we're doing something a little different with today's episode we thought that it would be a good time to revisit our love bell
1: hooks with our recent passing even, even more so now, we think it's really great to reiterate those people who have just been beacons of just a movement and have educated us both have meant so much to us. So it will be really exciting just to take some time to reflect and encourage our other unicorns who might not be as familiar or who actually went and read the books or any of her works and be able to add on to it with some freshness. So I just really encourage you to share this with someone, get a really great book or work and dive into
0: bell hooks and really enjoy it. Yeah, yeah. So we've celebrated what we've coined Bell Hooks Day, her birthday, September 25th, for a couple of years now. So we're doing a kind of Bell Hooks super-sode today (laughs) where we will combine both of our previous Bell Hooks Day specials and present them to you To Just celebrate her and her life and hopefully get some more people interested in her work. Yeah,
1: I I think my only thing would be to add on when listening, ask who is teaching us to love now? Uh, I think during this new Mm. section of podcast, I've been trying to frame everything as how does this relate back to love? Because I believe in the transformation of being rooted and grounded in love. Love for your community, love for other unicorns, love for yourself. That has been such a driving force of how I've really been shaping who am I inviting, who's teaching me how to... Love and even mentorship in books in doing the work. So I would ask you after that episode to reframe: Who is teaching you us as unicorns how to love? And then w- even if you listen to the episode, I think what's interesting in the the reruns, as it were, of like what is it teaching me now that it didn't teach me then? And there's there's times like in my life and in my growth, I've even gone back to listen to some of our stuff, and I go, wow, I have either changed or nope, I really still feel that way about a certain topic. Been able to grow or be challenged, cringe, ungrinch. <laughs> but it's it's such a great process to do of like what have I learned that's different? Oh, I haven't thought about that before. So yeah, take this time as just something to ask yourself a really couple of really good questions and go a little bit deeper.
0: So here's Bell Hooks Day 2020. I'm Danny Belvin. And I'm Damika Brown. And we're biracial unicorns. And by the power
1: vested in us unicorns, we pronounce this day to be Bell Hooks Day.
0: Huzzah! I feel like kinda of Captain Planety. <laughs> like I should be like putting my ring towards the center. <laughs> and what would you scream and what would you yell out? <sighs> We all know I'm power of heart. I don't want to be <laughs> like it's the thing I'm least interested in being, but it's gonna be the thing that I have to be. Power oh. of heart.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but I feel like if we're doing it for biracial unicorns, you could be like equality. <laughs> oh, feminism, that's true. We could yeah. have, we could have
0: different things. E- exactly. And I'm like in that case, it's like. Anti-capitalism! Anti-colonialism! One of those. (laughs) Mine would be like snacks. (laughs)
1: Excellent, <laughs> perfection, and that's how you start off Bell Hooks Day. I, actually, it, it's it's super fun. This is like our first of our kind, but it was actually really inspired by Danny's happy place because happy places are important in episode mm. forty three. Which, if you haven't listened to that, you should go do that. I mean, after this episode, but for right now, and so we have declared her pause. Birth- I yeah. mean, we're not going anywhere, <laughs> a, not with COVID, neither are you. So. We have decided that on September 25th, which is her birthday, it's going to be Bell Hooks Day. And we're just going to briefly talk about her, some of her works, and why we think and encourage you all to get on that Hooks.
0: Yes. I don't think that was the first time I talked about Bell Hooks, but it's definitely the most recent time. Uh, Those of you who follow us on Instagram have Mm. probably also saw uh, back a few weeks back or a month back. With time, who knows? I, I talked <laughs> about one of her books in uh, feminism is for everybody on the Instagram as well. So if you're interested in hearing a little bit about that book, you can head over to our Instagram profile. It's in the highlight for anti-racism. So check that out.
1: So just a tiny, tiny bit about bell hooks. I It's funny because it's like, I want to do all like the born in and studied at. But what I kind of mm. want to just draw a little bit of attention to before we get that is that this woman who is still very much alive is 67 years old. And what is very interesting in her journey is that she talks about in schools of going to segregated schools and what that mm-hmm. looks like for, for the desegregation of that. She is 67 years old. That's not old, in case anyone's wondering, and her talking about this real part of her life, an integral part of her life of going to segregated schools. I just kind of want that to sink into people that we have people who are alive, like my, my dad's only a few years younger than her. So just one generation back, we are talking about this, this brilliant writer having to go through this intertwined this section of our time in american history so i don't know when learning a little bit more about her that just hit me right Mm. in in, in my heart of just it reminds me of just how quickly in history we kind of want to blow past that time in our history but it has not happened that long ago
0: she's a year older than my mom she's not old by any means and but at the same time like in my mind she's just like this this figure—it's hard for me to think about as like a living person. Yeah. <laughs> Just because I feel like you know she has nurtured me from the time I was very young, reading her her books and her materials. So I feel like she's such an influence on me that she seems like this otherworldly creature. Mm. Well,
1: anyone who's heard heard her speak—if you've watched any interviews or you've gone to a book signing—would probably also agree. This woman can captivate an entire room she's what i aspire to be in a speaker i think she just knows how to hold an entire room and she has that kind of content where i've always strived to be a kind of speaker that i say is nutritionally dense she can uh-huh. say so very little and pack so much in there because i think she's used to having to make sure she can grab that space and that time and that attention and be able to jam pack so much truth in that she can captivate such a mood a feeling a change a direction so efficiently that i'm like her as a speaker a facilitator a teacher is i'm sure for you as a
0: teacher as well so monumental Mm-hmm. She's a professor, and that's that's been her life uh, as kind of working within academia as a teacher and as a writer, like clearly and in, a, in a, a speaker. But I think you know, teaching is public speaking, <laughs> and being able to public speak very succinctly, like brevity is 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 definitely a, a trait to be kind of built up as as a professor because you know. You're limited to a class period and you have so much information that you have to share. So I think it's it very much like those skills are, are rooted in her professional career. So she's an academic. She has a, a bachelor's in English, a master's in English and a PhD in literature where she actually wrote her dissertation on Toni Morrison, who's another like iconic uh-huh. figure uh-huh. within the written world and for black women in particular. So Yeah, she's she's great. Like you said, I think my introduction to her has been as a teacher and specifically in her works that she's written about teaching. And she has this really, like all of her work is this way, this really beautiful way of kind of shining a light on intersectionality. Mm. And so she doesn't just write about race. She doesn't just write about gender. She doesn't just write about how much she hates capitalism. She writes about all <laughs> those things at once. And it's, it's really, really lovely. So I think we should talk a little bit about kind of some of her works and, and the influence. Like I mentioned, we've, I talked a little bit about her book, All About Love. And I talked a little bit about her book, Feminism is for Everyone. My first reads from her really were, her trilogy on teaching and those are the books Teaching to Transgress, which is education as the practice of freedom Teaching Community a Pedagogy of Hope and Teaching Critical Thinking uh, which is practical wisdom so these three works all kind of are intertwined and and build on each other and she has some like really lovely things she says about teaching within there and the one thing that I often go back to and think about and in this COVID world is like a crazy thing to think (laughs) about. (laughs) She talks about the power of touch Mm. and the power of, of, of love with touch. Uh, And I think it's something as educators in the modern world, we're like told not to touch anyone. Anytime. (laughs) But she, she brings up like, there is power in the touch and it doesn't have to be a lot. Touch on a shoulder. Like, you know, it just reaffirms how human we both are in that moment. And like, certainly I don't go around touching (laughs) people unsolicited. because i i want to keep my job but i think <laughs> i think that it is it is important and something that has been lost and she she does a great job of like bringing up these things that have been lost like this old knowledge that we've just kind of let go in the modern world
1: i love that i love that my first introduction was actually one of her early works as i actually read um Was uh, ain't i a woman who was actually really inspired by Sojourner Truth? So being able to he- hear those worlds kind of collide, and, and this book was actually the real introduction of about sexualization of the black woman. And mm. for me, it was probably one of the very first works that actually got me to think about the totality of the suffrage of black women, mm-hmm. of what we call that ripple effect. I'm like mm-hmm. I'm taking it all the way back to slavery. Like to me, I want to talk about like when I, I'm like, oh especially when I was young. Oh, I think about civil rights movement. We'll take it back even further. Oh, well, there's Jim Crow laws. Take it back even further. And I think that was the first piece of text that really challenged me to take it all the way back to the plantation and talking about its lasting effects and not being able to be afraid to go there and talking about how I view myself in my life in this skin as a woman of color and how that all had effect of how I'm treated of this being mm-hmm. this over-sexual sexual human being. And we've talked about this on the show, about the damaging of over-sexualing women. But that was the first piece of literature that really had it go back to that root. Do you know what I mean? And it was so challenging mm-hmm. and heartbreaking. I remember having to take breaks because there was just that moment of that beginning of that wokeness. And I it was actually funny just remembering very much of being like in the public library and just feeling... Broken, not because there was something wrong with me, but broken of just when I think you first notice something being really wrong and things start clicking of why you were treated a certain way. And that mm-hmm. I- I'm so for, like forever thankful for that. Another book I wrote, uh, Rock My Soul, uh Black People and Self-Esteem. And also thanks to Danny. I, this is the thing I've written, I've read some of her books, but I didn't know she read ch- children's books as well. So now I've mm-hmm. actually gotten and gotten my child some of her uh, skin again, which is this beautiful poetic style. Read a poetry to your children, people. Do not be afraid of books that are not beginning, middle, end, that don't have a talking dog, that Aren't necessarily have the the antidotes that are very easy. Read poetry based lyrical books to your children and ask them lots of beautiful questions. I think there's something so part important about the creative aspect of their brain, and because that, that's what poetry does. It it allows you to have that freedom to feel like what is this making me feel instead of being told what to feel. Mm-hmm. I think it's so important for kids' books, and I think. Something I have personally had a huge impact of, and you talked about it, not just capitalism, not just feminism, not just black people, but love and the work, the verb of love, right? Mm-hmm. I think I've been so in challenged on how to love in the way that she describes love. Do you know what I mean? And how she describes it as being knowledgeable, as having trust and responsibility. And it's this complex thing and calling out that there has never really been a true, real definition of love, which is why I think it was so timely for us to kind of take that time to shine a light on this author. Because we just talked about it before in our last book, literature is this great tool for empathy as well.
0: Right. I think if any listeners out there aren't familiar with her work and aren't ready to like dive into a full book, she's written a lot of essays and I'm gonna, I'm gonna link to one of her essays in the show notes for this. It's very, very short. So take some time this bell hooks day to read literally five pages. You will not regret it. It is an essay called Love as the Practice of Freedom. So it does talk a little bit about what what Tamika was mentioning, this idea of love. She talks a little bit about intersectionality and the idea that people are so quick to take on these fights, these social justice fights, particularly when they have their own, they have skin in the game and they have something to benefit from. And we've talked about this before, but she said that at the end of the day, like, that doesn't matter like what we should be focusing on is is the ability to love because once once we're loving like of course we're naturally going to take on these battles in order to protect things that we love and people that we love and so like fighting for racial for like black rights and and race related issues is one thing and great, but fighting for feminism is another thing. And she has seen, she talks about like within the racial struggles, she has seen black men who do not believe in feminism, Mm, like heading up that. And within the feminism fight, within sexual liberation and all these things, she's seen white women take charge who do not care about their black sisters. Um, Mm. So it's like, if we can find a way to love then we will all care about all of the battles that we're all fighting for and and perhaps we won't even need to fight these battles because we'll mm. we'll just live in a world that values everyone so it's it's really beautiful only 5 pages i probably just talked about it longer than it's going to take you to yeah. read it so take some time today bell hooks day to read some of her her wisdom
1: oh that is so i i I mean, I don't even think I could even follow that up of just, that's perfection. I'm As a black woman, I'm so thankful for that voice in someone, not necessarily validating the struggle, but just also, like I said, giving that, that reason behind how you may feel and it just having that, that space and having that, that mouthpiece is so beautiful. And yes, maybe Mm -hmm. I was actually saying on our, on our notes of like, we might actually have to read a book and do a book review, just, Mm -hmm. I think this is what we need. And I hope. People were not only inspired to read some bell hooks today, but to love someone on a little bit more of a deeper level, to be challenged, to say, am I doing this out of, because I need to show up for it, like you said, because I have skin in the game, because it makes me look good, because I I think I should, but I mean, I I hope today we ask ourselves our motivation of love and what that looks like, so it's bell hooks day. Day of love. Bell
0: hooks Day! <laughs> um, I just a, a quick shout out on Bell Hooks Day. I've recently discovered an Instagram account that Ooh. is saved by the Bell hooks. <laughs> <laughs> and that's- it is everything that you yep. didn't know that you needed, because it is literally just screen grabs from Saved by the Bell with no, no hooks, quotes on top of it. It's no. so hilarious. I can't okay. even handle it. All the right. juxtaposition is just It's so good.
1: That's it. The episode's done. We'll see everybody later. <laughs> Enjoy the special, guy. I-, I can't. I literally have nothing to do. To- 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 Saved by the bell hooks. Saved by the bell hooks. I didn't. I didn't even know. I know exactly what I'm going to be doing now. I'm going to be eating and looking at saved by the bell hooks. So, you're welcome, world.
0: I have done. I'm done. Done. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Well, thank you. Happy bell hooks day. Ta-da! Feel that love. Mm. Educate yourself. Be good mm-hmm. to yourself. Be good to other people. Mm. That's the bell hooks way yeah and fight capitalism and fight (laughs) capitalism always (laughs) always we hate capitalism
1: (laughs) (laughs) should we we should okay what we need to decide what who should
0: get a day next i don't know i i mean who deserves a day i don't know if we're if we're like going bell hooks like who's even on her level Cornell Ooh, West. I don't even know. I don't know. Let we
1: can always we can always do like unicorns can let us know who they who they feel.
0: James um, Baldwin
1: has always been a favorite author of mine.
0: Ibrahim X Kendi, who I love, but he had a birthday in in August, so we'd have to wait like a All whole right. year. <laughs> All right.
1: Well, unicorns, you let us know who in the next like four or five months you think should should have a day and. We can. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. It has to be. Has to be bell hooks or above, which is going to be really hard. So, yeah,
0: get on our level. And by our <laughs> level, I mean bell hooks' <laughs> is level, where we're well, well, not even. <laughs>
1: <now>. <laughs> no, we're just breaking our necks, looking upwards. But that's
0: okay. Exactly. And next up is Bell Hooks Day, 2021.
1: It's time to celebrate. Bell Hooks. (laughs) Are you are you editing out that S, or am I editing out this S?
0: I'm I'm keeping in that S.
1: Because it's extra for Miss lowercase b, lowercase h bell hooks day.
0: I was going to say because she's probably a Slytherin.
1: Oh, I completely team Slytherin all day long. She might be a Hufflepuff. Mm, I I mean, for selfish reasons. If you're brown, (laughs) if
0: you're brown, she might be team Ravenclaw now that I'm being (gasps) totally
1: honest. Dang it. You actually, I might have to give it to you. She might, she might totally be team Ravenclaw.
0: (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so today, September 25th, we are celebrating the one, the only Miss Gloria Watkins, mm. aka Bell Hooks.
1: AKA, uh, it's so exciting. We declared this in uh, last year, actually. Yes. That we were just going to, I think we were talking about social media etiquette, and this was actually inspired by Danny's Happy Place. And we just, we just commandeered it. We just declared it uh, Bell Hooks Day. And we, if you want more information, we'll link that episode in our bio. to If you want to know a little bit more about her. But we just came to, once again, highlight, give some flowers and appreciation to a poet, <laughs> an, an author, um, an activist. I mean, what other a words? A teacher. Are, a teacher of a badass. We're just going to throw that in there for Spice. Just uh in- incredibly influential and important to several generations to to come and before and after. Just love her. Go go read her.
0: Yes, <laughs> yes. Today's her 69th birthday. Mm. So congratulations. I feel like she had already Impacted the world by the time she was thirty, so it's crazy. she's done so much work. I really do feel that the work that we do as biracial unicorns would not exist if not for her. Just because I feel like she is, she is amongst the giants that I I see myself like standing on on the shoulders of, because mm. she has done so much work and so much thought and put it all out into the world. And because of that, I feel like I am empowered to like delve into these lines of thinking and explorations and put my voice out into the world.
1: Exactly. If you've had the pleasure of watching her speak, and there's loads of video on YouTube, please go find her and just watch her speak about any of her pieces or today's issues and issues of social justice. We talk about making space for people and bell hooks made space for people who sound and look like me. You know, she made that didn't just make space. She came and made that own table where I thought I can be unapologetically myself, especially in her her work in towards love and the idea of Mm. love and the expression of love it's they're so (laughs) expanding my own mind and breaking the construct of what we find to be love is absolutely shattered by bell hooks and I am so appreciative of having that expansion having and being challenged in those thoughts and those ideals it's teaching people how to love (laughs) is a heavy responsibility I don't even know she realized that she she kind of took on and and challenged
0: Yes, yes, and I'm going to I'm going to take this idea of love and put it over here and come back <laughs> to it a little later. But I also think something that's really important about her work and I talked about this last Bell Hooks day, but I wanted to reiterate for anyone who is joining us for their first Bell Hooks day this year. I think her work around intersectionality is incredibly important. So I think she does. She has created that space for people who look like her. But she's also amplified the importance that all of us working together as a collective is what's going to bring liberation for, for all of us, not just black people, but all of us non-black people of color and even white people for women, for men, for non-binary. She doesn't talk a lot about non-binary. I think that's also like a generational gap a yeah. little bit. And once again, we we have our heroes, but no one is perfect yes. and no one is all-inclusive, but her work is very much about intersectionality of race and gender and anti-capitalism and really Uh with this big bow of love (laughs) wrapping it all up. Yeah, it's powerful work. Powerful, powerful, powerful. And that's why we want to celebrate her, maybe put her into the ears of some people who have not heard of her. Yeah, she's great. So Damika, this year, Bell Hooks Day, what you're doing to celebrate.
1: I actually picked up a book I haven't picked up in years and years and years and years. I had to find a digital copy because I couldn't find my hard copy. And that is Killing Rage, Ending Racism. Yes. it's So I originally wanted to go with one of her other groups about uh, about community, about building cope. one of her pedagogies. Uh, but there's something about bell hooks she she knows how to capsulate a feeling of now and i reading the book i didn't even realize how angry i have been you know i i, I just remember there was a quote and i that i wanted to bring today and i like oh i think it's from killing rage i can't remember but then even just rescanning it of like oh how perfectly she puts into perspective how i'm feeling right now that is amazing power in writing. So I wanted to share a little bit from uh, Killing Rage, Ending Racism. Make sure I don't like start like tearing up <laughs> or get emotional. Uh, she would be uh, all about it. Yeah, <laughs> right, right, right. Um, oh, okay. Okay. All right. Relationships between Blacks and Whites. Asians, Native Americans, etc. will not undergo the positive change that is needed to establish solidarity and meaningful collections unless we build collective awareness and engagements with strategies for empowerment that enable us all to break with the colonializing mentality that promotes mental illness. None of us can create successful revolutionary movements for social change if we begin from the standpoint of woundedness. As African Americans make mental health care a more central aspect of our efforts to resist white supremacy and transform society in ways that promote Black self-determination, we will replace the culture of shame with an ongoing culture of resistance. Addressing our individual and collective suffering, we will find ways to heal and recover that can be sustained, that can endure from generation to generation. Hmm. Ugh. That wasn't even the original quote I actually went to find. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, um, I I love that you brought this quote. I did not, we're not getting into my stuff yet, but I didn't actually read That book in preparation for this year's Bell Hooks Day. Uh, But I did read just one. I was trying to find a short article. Like last year, I shared a short article with everyone. And I was like, oh, there's got to be a short article I can share again. And one thing that I read included that quote. It was like... No way! Yeah, it's uh, called Beyond Black Only, Bonding Beyond Race. And it is just like a selection condensed from Killing Rage. So (laughs) So I love that it was like a thing that I actually read as well. And I loved in that... In that selection, like getting to that point, there is a lot of talk about how if white people and non-Black people are really concerned about Black pain, they should be challenging racism and not just turning a spotlight on collective pain, which yes. I think is is something that we were trying to get at regarding the um, Senate Bill 8 a little bit mm-hmm. was like, no, you've got to be like about the activism and about the challenging systems. You can't just like point out an issue and spotlight mm-hmm. pain and say, well, I've done my work as an ally. So I love that. And I love that she is explicitly bringing in people from different racial backgrounds when talking about this.
1: It is. Well, this this whole that particular chapter is talking about like the hope and the healing Yeah, And and talking about fighting oppression is what you said, it's highlighting the struggle. And here it's highlighting the healing Mm. and bringing back forward of being like, no, 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 it's the healing in itself. Like you're saying, the standpoint of acting from woundedness. Have you ever tried to even just physically try to do and promote and have any change or anything meaning while wounded? It's impossible, girl. It's, not it's impossible.
0: It's impossible, and it's something I've definitely fallen victim to in Ooh. my life. Where you, know, you try to you try to heal a relationship or heal heal something, and you're just like so caught up in these mm. wounds, like you can't you can't do the work to fix anything from there. You can't, and they. I think this actually
1: helped reinvigorate my phrasing and my use of self-care and mental Mm -hmm. health awareness. Because I think it's kind of fallen into the category of catchiness, buzzwords, another thing to throw on top of the millennial pile of verbiage, right? But when you're like, no, no, this is an active balm. This is an an ointment. This is something that's going to promote and wreak out the infection of wounds, of generational trauma, of victimization, of oppression. Not for the sake of, oh, fix it because you're worth it, boo-boo, and you're going to be okay. It's like, no, No. we can't have real transformation. How are we ever going to stomp out and call out white supremacy, patriarchy, capitalism while festering in sickness and hurt?
0: Mm.
1: generational sickness and hurt it's yeah. not it's and i think that's where we're at a standstill in this particular generation where people are saying self-care is uh self-absorbed and inward gazing and like no we haven't been doing the work of properly healing our wounds i'm going to do this now so the generation is stronger and can go further with this fight with this awareness with this healing it's, yeah, uh, it's, I love that's why it. I was like, that's why, like, even just now, just, just, just so choked up and feeling so called out, and also feeling so desperate to include my my brown brothers and sisters, my my white allies. Of you just want to draw when you read something like that, it just makes you want to draw them so close, you know, and be like, oh, I'm wounded, you're wounded, we are tired, oh. Yeah. Uh,
0: to me because like all tears right now <laughs>
1: I, know, I know i'm very ver- i'm very verklempt <laughs> it's it it it's powerful and i love being i love being challenged in this way because i think i'm i don't want to speak for you danny but i think we're both pusher throughers
0: mm, yeah
1: i think we're both i think we realize that these issues that we talk about a lot are so, but we push through because we're we have to get through. Like like life cannot always be this way, and I think we sometimes forget to address our wounds in a very real way. But yeah. Ooh, girl, how are you celebrating Bell
0: Hooks Day? (laughs) Uh, So I'm also reading a book somehow in between all the other things. And if I'm being totally transparent, I'm listening to a book because that's easier for me right now. And there is no shame. Yes. So I decided to go with something that... I thought would feel less personal. I was trying to go with what I see is is a little bit of a blind spot in my life. And I was like, this is very removed. So it's not going to be emotional work as a lot of bell hooks things are. But how naive how naive I'm, we all I'm, are i
1: honestly i'm giving <laughs> D- Danny like the, the biggest like side eye i have like mm mm-hmm, lips poked out let's see how that went
0: <laughs> yeah so uh i chose a book of hers i haven't read it's a 2004 book it's called the will to change men masculinity and love ooh so it and it is it's about it's about men it's about toxic masculinity but it's also about women and anyone who is not a man and how we relate to men because of the effects of toxic masculinity on men and the fact that men have been conditioned to not be able to love and it makes it hard to love a man if they cannot love you. So it's a really (laughs) intense read. I will share a short quote from it to give you a taste. Men cannot change if there are no blueprints for change. Men cannot love if they are not taught the art of loving. Love is vital to maleness, to the spiritual and emotional wholeness men seek. Yeah, so it's I don't know. It's beautiful. She, you know, she talks about like her early relationships with like her her father as foundational. She talks about relationships through her 20s and 30s in which she tried desperately to love men who didn't know love. She was attracted to this certain type of like academic man who who's like so full of thought and so full of insight but has disconnected from their emotional experience so they were really unable to love and she was really unable to love them she talks a little bit about relationship she had in her 40s with a much younger man who was brought up in a world of feminism and so Mm. he was a little bit more in touch with his feelings and so like how that relationship was different than any other relationship she had and it's not just that men don't know how to connect with their feelings but it's also women don't know how to let men connect with their feelings. Oh. Yeah, so it, it it's a cool it's a cool read. I do feel in some ways it's very resonant and in some ways I'm like, wow, this is like perhaps part of a generational gap but also part of I have close male relationships, friendships and I tend To have them with artistic males, even if Mm -hmm. they don't identify as an artist themselves, the majority of the males that I'm close to are artistic. So they're, I feel like a little bit more in touch with their feelings. And I did actually have a lovely talk with a, a close friend the other day about like his. Pushback on machismo culture and how he realized it from a very, from like his teenage years that he was just like, nah, I'm not given that space in my life, which I thought was really incredible. And I'm like, this is why, like, we're such good friends and we could be so open and vulnerable with each other is because you made that active choice at a young age, I think. But yeah, lovely book. Highly recommend working my way through it for Bell Hooks Day.
1: Oh, that's so good. I was so tempted. I was not in a place to like reread a whole one. I saw that one. I was eyeing that one pretty hard. So that, that gave me the perfect push to go. Oh, that was so good. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that.
0: Yeah, it, it is. And it's like 16 years old, right? So I think it's incredible how relevant it's still mm it still feels and how challenging it is to addressing your own perceptions of men and masculinity, even if you are not a person who identifies as a masculine person.
1: Gosh, I I, I literally could probably spend the rest of the episode of like, so how does that translate to non-binary? Like, how does that translate of how we view the construct of gender now? Because I don't think it's irrelevant. I yeah. don't and I, oh my mm, girl the, then this just turned into a full episode and it turns into a whole thing and then it's bell hook week <laughs> week which i'm not against but oh okay some other time dog gear that or we'll do it later
0: <laughs> yes so those are our recommendations for Bell Hooks Day, things we are working through for Bell Hooks Day. We'd love to hear how you all are celebrating. There's just so many ways to engage with Bell Hooks. I saw this past spring at, I think it's Murray State University or something, but it came across my internet life because it was Bell Hooks related. And it was a group of female printmakers from all across the country did artworks did prints inspired by her poetry. And so it was a whole show of works inspired by bell hooks. And I just, oh. I love when things can exist in such open dialogue that way. And the whole project seemed cool. Like the, the professor who organized it at this university, she had them all make however many prints. And so she then sent back like a completed stack of every artist prints to each of the artists. Oh um, my which goodness. Which I'm like, man, I wish I was a printmaker. <laughs> oh, cause that I sounds incredible. It.
1: That does sound. Oh, I love it. I just got goosebumps. Uh, was I think, Danny shared on Instagram. You can follow Save by the Bell hooks, which is yes. they use little little pictures from the show Save by the Bell with beautiful uh, Bell hook Bell hooks quotes over it. That's a really easy way to celebrate. I think that's really great.
0: So yeah, yeah. yeah. So take a look at her work. Let us know what you think. If you have a recommendation of a a book that we should perhaps look at. I know last year we're like, maybe we do a unicorn library on a bell hooks book. And we have yet to do that. So if you have a recommendation of a book you would like us to delve into, please let us know. She's written so, so many books. (laughs) Like, I feel like I've read so much of her writing and then I'm like, oh, well, there's a whole other book that Uh
1: I've never even heard of. I know. And then there's essays and poems. And then she's uh, written lengthy forwards to or additions to other people's works. No, prolific.
0: Yes, I love it. Do something Bell Hooks related today. Mm -hmm.
1: Enjoy it.
0: So that was two years of Bell Hooks Day. Thanks for listening. Also, just a heads up, this summer we'll be featuring some reruns. We did this last July. It's just important (laughs) for Mm -hmm. us to practice what we preach and give ourselves a little bit of space to care and to deal with things that are happening in our personal life. Not bad things just things, exciting things. And we'll have new minisodes coming to you, but we'll also be doing reruns. So those of you who haven't had a chance to listen to all the episodes, here will be a couple episodes that we'll recommend to you and re-air, re-release. I don't know what the correct terminology is (laughs) for a podcast, but there's that thanks unicorns and we will be back next week with a mini-sode and in two weeks with a rerun full episode Mm -hmm. all right peace out